Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Old Time Radio Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. Today's oldie episode is from the popular radio western classic, The Lone Ranger. This episode is titled, Pioneer Wagon Train. The Lone Ranger radio show was extremely popular with both children and adults, and aired from 1933 to 1956. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At Critter Caper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Now, enjoy this episode of The Lone Ranger and Pioneer Wagon Train. With his faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, Rico. Are you Silver? It was an exceedingly warm night. A night filled with a bright shining moon, large twinkling stars and the incessant summery sound of insects. Dan Reed, 14-year-old nephew of the Lone Ranger, tossed restlessly on the blanket that was stretched on the ground between the reclining forms of the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Finally, Dan sat up, clasping his knees with his hands, and stared at the distant haze of mountains to the southwest. What's the trouble, Dan? Dan seemed restless tonight, Kimazumi. Oh, I I thought both of you were asleep. I was listening to that train whistle in the distance. I heard it. That's the westbound going through. Not right. The sound of that whistle in the distance... Well, it gives me a funny feeling... A lonesome feeling, sort of. The distant howling of a timber wolf used to make me feel that way, Dan. But when I hear a train whistle, symbolizes to me the growth of the West. A lifeline that brings people and supplies to us out here. That's right, Kimasavi. Dan not remember when people and supplies come by wagon train. <laughs> I'll never forget the trip we made with the really first big wagon train to come out here. Courage and fortitude of those first pioneers was amazing. Golly, uh, tell me about that trip, sir, will you? <laughs> All right, Dan. See, uh, some years ago when Toto and I were requested by the Army to go far east of here and bring a big wagon train to the Indian Territory. That's right. What happened? Oh, plenty. It had started out as an Army wagon supply train carrying rifles to the southwest. But by the time it had joined the Arkansas River, it had been joined by many civilian wagons. The uh, train was led by the man who owned the wagons, Tom Jackson. He had his wife and ten-year-old son with him. Six troopers rode with the train. They took their orders from Jackson. Me remember. Him fine man. Yes, he was. Well, 
Otto and I met the wagon train this side of the Arkansas River in the Indian Territory. As we rode up, Jackson stopped the wagon train and some of the people gathered around. They didn't question my mask since they'd been expecting us. But even then, while we talked to Jackson, I sensed that we were in for trouble. We're mighty glad to meet up with you, mister. Mighty glad. I declare, since we crossed that Arkansas River, everybody's been as jumpy as cats. Really? Why? Well, things have been happening that have no right to happen, to my way of thinking. Accidents are bound to happen to a big wagon train like this. Mary's nervous and keeps imagining things, seems like to me. It don't seem like imagining to me when the shafts pull out of two wagons easy as you please when we were floating them across the river. Oh. And one of the wagons caught fire the other night, too. Didn't it, Mama? You keep quiet, Timmy. One wagon did catch fire like you said, though. And two water barrels got to be empty without springing any leaks. I see. Frankly, I don't know what to think about that. It stands to reason nobody with the wagon train would want to cause us trouble. They're all anxious to get out west safe and sound. Well, here comes the corporal who's in charge of the troopers we got with us. Huh? The two men with him joined up with us at Springfield. Oh, 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 oh. We come forward to see why you stopped, Mr. Jackson. It's a masked man and an Indian. Ah, it's all right, Corporal. This masked man is a guide we were expecting. You mean to say you're going to trust this wagon train to a masked hombre like him, Jackson? Yeah, I don't see Now, hold on, both of you. I know all about this man. He was asked to meet us and lead us westward by Colonel Harris himself. That's right. Well, I'm glad to meet you, mister. We got orders. We're to do what you say from here on. Oh, thanks. I don't know. I'll try to get this train through safely, Corporal. My name's Dirk Weaver. This is Dusty Maddox. We are in the habit of taking orders from a mask, hombre, but uh, since we're with the wagon train, I guess we'll have to. Well, this wagon train is my responsibility from here on. If anybody doesn't want to trust our judgment, he can turn back now. Uh, we're with you, mister. Whatever you say goes with us. Sure, we're mighty lucky to have you with us. Well, thanks, Jackson. Now, between here and the Red River is the most hazardous part of our journey. Mm-hmm. So, get the wagon train underway now. We're losing time. All right. All right, everybody, get to your wagons. All right, let's go. Let's get around. Hurry up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the wagon train got underway once more, Dan. I rode in the lead with Tom Jackson. Toto rode at the end of the train. Oh, golly. That time, the Butterfield Overland Mail Route was hardly more than a footpath. The wagon train was confronted with all the difficulties of primitive pioneer conditions. Had to make its way over rugged mountains and trackless plains, through treacherous valleys and tangled forests, the added discomfort of blistering heat. Mm, that's right. Did anything more happen? You know, like the things Mrs. Jackson told you about? I'm coming to that, Dan. For the first three days, things seemed to go smoothly. The morning of the fourth day, the wagon train came out of the hills. The great billowing plain stretched before us. When we broke camp at dawn, Toto had come up front to discuss our route with Jackson and me. As we came over the last foothill and saw the plains spread before us, we called a halt. Hold up there now, Say, look off there in the plains on the left. Them buffalo, big herd of them. Looks like hundreds and hundreds. That's right, Jackson. Mercy, the sight of them frightens me. Will it be safe for us to go across the plain? Oh, gosh. Will we see buffalo, Bill, mister? Will we? <laughs> No, Timmy, I saw Bill Cody out west just before Tonto and I left there. I think we can cross safely enough, Mrs. Jackson. 
The herd is quite far to the left, and as long as they're not disturbed, they won't bother us. A small river to left, seem like. Beyond herd. Yes, I think it's a small branch of the Cimarron, Toto. Well, uh, after we're well past the buffalo herd, we'll swing over there and refill our water barrels. We're ready to move on, Jackson. Good. All right, let's go, men. Keeping the buffalo herd well to our left, the wagon train started across the plain. A slight hot breeze blew from behind us, carrying our scent to the herd. Though the buffalo seemed a little more restless than before, they still continued to graze off to our left. Then suddenly, Tano noticed something that caused us to halt immediately. Keep it me. You stop the wagon train, quick. Hold your up, fella. Oh, hold the wagon, Jackson. Oh, hold there. Up the wagon. What's the matter, Tano? You look off to left between herd and river. Smoke. I wonder. It's spreading fast. The prairie grass is on fire. Now, how in thunder could that start? It's beginning to flame up strong. Well, it's not good. Buffalo begin to mill around. If them stampede this way, then be... Hey, how did that fire get started? You think maybe an Indian... I don't know, Corporal. But as Tonto says, if that buffalo herd stampedes this way, we'll be in trouble. The flames are getting bigger. Them buffaloes are milling around wild like say. Maybe we can turn the wagon. No back. time for that. The herd's beginning to stampede in this direction. All right, men, shoot over their heads to turn them away. That won't turn them. Oh, the kill. I'm scared, Mama. Lady Silver, quick, Timmy. Hand me the kerosene can from your wagon. All right, I'll do it. Now, what to do, Kimosabe? The breeze is blowing from us toward the river. To spread the kerosene around and start a backfire. That will swerve the herd away from us. Yet they'll have time to reach the foothills beyond us on the right. Thanks. Go on, Toto. I'll spread the kerosene around here. Herd coming fast, Kimosabe. Use matches. Help me light it. Uh-huh. Me do. Come on, let's get back to our horses. Easy, big fella. Steady, Silver. Flames make wall in front of wagon trains. I hope it turns that herd. They're still coming toward us. They don't swerve with gunners. I can't look. They turned aside. The backfire did it. Yeah, the masked men saved the wagon train. Gone, mister. Thank heaven you was along. We wouldn't have thought of doing that. Oh, that was awful. I thought for a minute we were done for. Golly, I could feel the wagon shake when that herd went by. It was sure quick thinking, mister. Thanks, Corporal. Have the men circle the wagons, Jackson. All right. We'll pitch camp right here until the ground cools off. Hey, what happened? Yeah. Sort of missed all excitement, looks like. Where were you two men? Dusty and me was sort of trailing along behind the wagon train. The wagon stopped. We were behind the last wagon, just over the rise back there. Yeah, we waited, thinking the wagons would move on in a few minutes. Then we heard all the excitement, got to the top of the rise in time to see the fire starting up here, and to see the buffalo stampede by. Looks like you had kind of a close shave. Yes, it was. Jackson! Hunt and I are going to ride back along the trail a bit. There's something I want to look into. Come on, If you hadn't been there to think of starting that backfire, the herd would have stampeded right into the wagon train. Yes, it would have been. Well, Tonto and I rode back a bit, 
Then we circled off to the left until we approached a place along the river where Tonto had first noticed the smoke. The ground was still smoldering. Any tracks we might have hoped to find were obliterated. Fire started along about here, Tonto. Ah. Uh-huh. You think maybe someone start fire on purpose, Kimasabi? That's what I'd hoped to find out somehow. Well, it's not easy to find tracks after fire burn along here. I know. Guess there's no way we can find out if some. Wait a minute. Who's the fella? Oh. Why? Why we stop here? He's a big fella. Look there, Tonto. Half submerged in the water near the riverbank. Ah, let me see it now. I've got it. Kerosene can, like wagons carry. Yes. Someone used kerosene to start that fire here. Someone from our wagon train. Look out! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. The Lone Ranger was telling Dan about the first big wagon train he and Tonto were guiding through the Indian Territory. After a fire starting near the river had stampeded a buffalo herd, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had gone to investigate. They had noticed a kerosene can half submerged in the water near the river bank. Waiting in a few steps, the Lone Ranger had picked it from the water. As he did so, a rifle shot rang out, and the masked man with a yell of warning dropped into the water. You all right? Yes, Toto. Well, it clipped my hat. I dropped it in case of a second shot. Go over there behind the bank. Quick, Toto. Uh-huh. I don't see anyone, do you? No. Him use rifle. We have a chance to get way over rise back there. Come on, let's hurry back to the wagon train. Uh-huh. Big fella, easy. Steady, Steady. One, two, wagon train at a fast pace, Dan. When we arrived, the wagons were already drawn into a large circle. The men were unhitching the horses. We didn't say anything about our discovery, nor about what had taken place. I dismounted and pitched in to help get the camp in shape. Short time later, Toto came to me and drew me to one side. Yes. Me have something to tell you. What is it, Toto? Well, me look round. Me notice horse, a feller, Dirk Weaver. Well... Horse covered with lather. 
have burnt grass stick on hook. Hmm, Dirk Weaver, huh? That's right. I've been suspicious of him and his friend Dusty Maddox. Now on, we'll watch them closely without them knowing it. Uh Uh-huh, you watch them. We can't accuse them of anything without positive proof. Sooner or later, they'll show their hand. Well, from then on, Todd and I watched Dirk and Dusty. But they didn't do anything to cause further suspicion. Not right. Didn't you ever find out if they were the ones who were causing all the trouble? (laughs) Don't get ahead of the story, Dan. For about a week, we guided the wagon train southwestward. Without any further mysterious incidents. Rocky trails, muddy flats, and heavy tangled undergrowth. Exhausted both men and horses. Took their toll in broken wagon wheels and livestock. But finally, with great relief, we made our way through to the plains that led to the Red River. Golly, it sure must have been rough going. Mm, Plenty rough, Dan. (laughs) Yes, it was. Todd and I were constantly on the alert for hostile Indians... And in scouting ahead, Tonto did come up on Indian signs from time to time. Gosh. But we had a large wagon train with plenty of men. Twenty wagons besides the six army wagons loaded with the rifles. We both felt sure that a small tribe of Indians wouldn't attempt to attack such a large group. We did know, though, that if they found out about the cargo of rifles, they might band together and attack to get them. That's right. Oh, one afternoon as we approached the Red River... Dirk Weaver and Dusty Maddox rode up beside me and Mr. Jackson at the head of the wagon train. They immediately began a very friendly conversation. Well, you sure done a good job of getting the wagon train this far, mister. Thanks, Weaver. Going will be easier after we cross the Red River. We'll sure be thankful for that. I suppose you're fixing to cross the river down at the Big Bend. Broad and shallow there. How do you know that, Weaver? Why, uh, I met an hombre in Kansas City Pony Express rider. He told us that was the best place to cross. Oh, I see. That is the place you're figuring on crossing, isn't it? Well, it does seem like the logical place. How far do you reckon it is from here? About ten miles, maybe? Why, yeah, just about. That was pretty good guessing, Weaver. The rate we're going, we ought to reach there by sundown, don't you think? I hope we can get there by then. That means you can all rest up tonight and then make the crossing fresh in the morning. Yes. That's right. I'll tell you what, uh, Dusty and me will ride on ahead to the Big Ben, look things over. You know, make sure there's no quicksand or anything like that. It's a good idea, Weaver. There are hostile Indians in this territory, you know. Oh, we'll be careful. Let's go, Dusty. Yeah. Get up in. Come on. Oh, uh, them two have become right friendly lately. Seem more willing to help, too. Yeah, so I've noticed, Jackson. I'm going back to have a few words with Tonto. Just keep straight ahead. All right. One silver. I went back and told Tonto to trail Weaver and Maddox. After rejoining Mr. Jackson at the head of the wagon train, we continued on until we reached the bank of the Red River. Once there, I had them halt the wagons. Stop the wagons here, Jackson. Hold them. Hold them. Hey, look here. I thought we were going to push on to that big bend down the river. That's what I told Weaver and Maddox. That's right. If we hope to make it by sundown, we'd better get on. You said it was a logical crossing place. Yes, I know I did. What are we stopping here for? Now, look, mister. I haven't questioned your judgment up to now. But being so close to that big bend crossing, it don't make sense for us to stop here. Look ahead there in the distance. Those puffs of smoke. Yeah, I see them. What do they mean? They're Indian signals. Smoke signals. Oh, golly. I'm scared. I wonder what they mean. Here comes Tonto. He can tell us what we want to know. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott. 
Weaver and Maddox. Not go along trail. What? Lead to Big Ben. What they said they were going to... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Go on, Toto. Well, me follow them. Then go to top of small hill down river ways. Then make smoke signals to Indians. I thought they were up to something. Ah. Then make smoke talk. Tell Indians wagon carry many rifles. Tell Indians wagons cross river at Big Bend in morning. Tell them attack wagon train when it crossing river. Are you sure, Toto? Be sure. Dirty traitors. I've suspected them right along of causing the trouble you've had, Jackson. I'm certain they started that prairie fire to stampede the buffalo. But why should they do such things to us? We'll find the answer to that later, I hope. What are we going to do? There's only one thing we can do, Jackson. We'll cross the Red River right here. Cross here? Those wagons with the rifles are so heavy, we'll never get them across in deep water, mister. Water isn't too deep if we distribute the rifles among all the wagons, Corporal. That's right. It'll be tough going, but we'll have to make it right now. Once we get across, we'll form the wagons in a semicircle at the base of that cliff over there. Then we'll be in a good position to ward off the Indian attack when it comes in the morning. Then you, you think they'll attack anyway? Yes. Now that they know we carry rifles, I'm sure of it. It would have wiped us out if we had gone on to Big Ben and started to cross at dawn. This way, we'll be prepared for them. Let's get busy and lighten those rifle wagons. Right. Then we'll tackle the job of crossing the river right here. Come on, What happened after that? Did you get the wagon train across the river? Dan, you have no idea what an almost superhuman task it is to get a big wagon train safely across a river. We tied heavy ropes from one wagon to another so that it formed sort of a continuous chain. Gosh. The wagons were solidly built so that they'd float. The least bit of overloading meant disaster. Well, both men and horses, already tired as they were, struggled against the current of the river fighting their way foot by foot to reach the opposite bank. (laughs) Finally, we managed to get them all across the other side. Then we moved on to the base of the cliff I'd pointed out. I mean, not forget that day. (laughs) Nor will I, Tonto. We arranged the wagons in a semicircle at the base of the cliff, took turns standing guard through the night. uh, Following my instructions, Tonto had slipped away during the night and headed for Fort Sherman about 12 miles down the Butterfield Trail. The next morning, after dawn, we saw two horsemen riding frantically along the trail on our side of the river. Why, look there. Two riders coming fast. Hey, looks like Weaver and Maddox. Look, here come four Indians not far behind them. Yeah, the Indians are shooting arrows at them. Help! Help! Those Indians mean business. The Indians have turned around. Those shots scared them. They were going to scalp us. Don't let them get to us. There's hundreds of them around the bend in the trail coming to attack. Corporal! Put these men under guard. What's that? Or better yet, tie them up in one of the wagons until later. Uh, what for? We came to warn you. Come on, both of you. Get more. Oh, All right, men. Everyone to his post. Watch for flaming arrows on the wagons. How long to help? All right, keep the guns loaded. I'll get the rifles for you, Mom. Good boy, Timmy. Keep down behind the wagons. Here they come. Let them have it. Then they came, hundreds of them, Dan. They showered arrows upon us. Well, some of them had rifles. More than an hour, the savages rode back and forth, moving closer and closer as they rode by. Time and again, flaming arrows landed on the canvas wagon tops. For most of the men, it was the first time they'd faced savage Indians. I had to help them fight their fear as well as to fight the Indians. We're done for. We can't hold out. I can't fight any longer. Don't be a fool, man. Use your gun. Look at Mrs. Jackson and Timmy. Will you let a woman and a boy show you courage? Use your gun. Now, show them, the dirty savages. 
That's the way. Keep it up. I tried to be everywhere at once. Didn't dare think of the outcome and I rode from group to group and saw the frenzied savages that were determined to kill us. Oh, Silver! Oh. Have we got a chance? There's a hundred of them out there. Keep fighting. Get that burning canvas off that wagon and hurry. One, two, three. Even I was beginning to think it was hopeless. Many of our men were wounded and our ammunition was getting low. And I heard the most welcome sound I could ever think of. There, coming along the Butterfield Trail behind the Indians, was Tonto with troopers from Fort Sherman. The I bet you were all glad. I can imagine how those pioneers felt when they saw them. Yes, Dan. Men cheered themselves hoarse. They forgot how exhausted they were when they saw those troopers run off the Indians. Well, we not get there any too soon, seemed like. That's right, Tonto. You didn't. After the battle, we got Dirk Weaver and Dusty Maddox to confess that they were paid agents of a rebel chief on the border who had sent them to keep the army rifles from coming through. Golly! So... So you see, Dan, that's what I think of when I hear a distant train whistle, of how the West has grown, of the hardy, courageous pioneers who literally fought their way westward in those first wagon trains. They blazed trails out here to the West, but others now follow in the comfort and security of railroad trains. Yes, the West owes a lot to those early pioneers who had the bravery to face its wildness and dangers. Eastbound train now, Dan. You hear whistle? Yes. But now, every time I hear a distant train whistle, I'll think of the story I just heard from the Lone Ranger. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.